Hello, and welcome to Salad Club. I'm your host, Michael Levask. Today we're with Anish Day, the founder and director of studies at On The Spot Language, as well as Luke Hobbs, a language coach. Hello, Anish. Hey, how's it going? Excellent. So tell me, how is On The Spot Language and what makes you different than every other ESL course in town? Well, thank you for number one, having uh, myself and Luke here today. And uh, to answer your question, um, On The Spot Language is an experiential learning program where we provide our international students with a, a full immersion classroom, which is the city, and we take them out, we teach them how to start, continue, and have real-life conversations in real-life situations. And so if you were to ask me how we're different than other ESL programs out there, I would say we're completely different. Not only do we have language coaches and a coaching methodology as opposed to a traditional sit-down classroom-based uh, learning style, um, but we actually take our students and put them in real-life situations. Okay. So, Luke, a as, as the language coach, um, mm -hmm. how well do your students adapt to this technique? Well, I think that's uh, why our technique and um, the fact that we're language coaches uh, go hand in hand because it's not normal for students. They're not, they're not going to be comfortable doing this, uh, at least on the beginning. Um, so we are coaches because we are training them uh, like a, almost like a sport would. We train them with effective, useful, everyday English. And we're with them uh, during class when we launch with... Uh, you know, in public with Canadians, and then we follow up with tasks um, that uh, continue to have them develop and challenge those skills. Um, we hear uh, it's not uncommon for our students to sometimes, uh, you know, pull us aside and say, this is so difficult for me, and, uh, and we're there to support them, and, and that's kind of what we do. Okay. Um, so I've noticed your students down here at Salad Club. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've noticed them um, uh, at all three different salad clubs across the, the system. Um, they're interacting with members, uh, making the announcements. Uh, I take it that this is all part of their training. Absolutely. We've been fortunate to be part of the Center for Social Innovation and actually be built into the community, uh, at the very least here at CSI Annex, uh, every Wednesday. Um, but yeah, we have gone to other salad clubs as part of CSI. and. Again, it's it's getting them comfortable speaking with strangers and, and putting them in situations that they wouldn't otherwise be able to be put in. Um, but moreover, it's just the, the benefit and the great thing about Salad Club is it's a really a casual conversation. You know, they can, oh, so where are you from? How long are you here for? What was your job back home? You know, and these are questions that most regular ESL students in Canada can't answer to a degree that our students can. And because we've coached them on these kinds of replies or sentences, they're able to enjoy and have a conversation uh, and have a lot more fun doing it. Right. A and Luke, when you're out with your students, I mean, how, how is the public reacting to um, these en encounters? I think generally people it's not too unheard of for people to stop you in the street and ask you, you know, uh, do you have a minute, to, you know, 
in some in some formal ways, you know, can I take a minute of your time? But if for us, the kinds of questions we ask, uh, it's things like uh, we train them how to introduce themselves in a very basic level to say, you know, I'm an international student studying English in Toronto, and uh, would you be able to help me? Uh, you know, I I, I have not. How, what exactly does this mean? Uh, what exactly does this mean? Would you be able to help me? I just got in from Japan, and uh, generally. Canadians are really helpful, um, especially they, they understand, okay, this is obviously not a native Canadian. They're asking me questions regarding English or how to get around the city. They're asking for directions or they're saying, you know, you mind taking our picture? Can you, you know, we just want the, the CN Tower in the background. Um, and uh, I think that, uh, in fact, Anish has told me on, on many times that even Canadians have said, can I join your program? Because, <laughs> because Canadians also, they, they love this idea of, you know, let's not just uh, look at our phone when we walk, let's, uh, let's actually engage in the public. And I think that's part of the reason why we're here at the Center for Social Innovation, because uh, it's not just language learning um, that goes back to our philosophy that to learn a language, it needs to be relevant. And if it's not useful, you'll lose it. So only useful language is remembered um, and uh, and I think that uh, in doing so we use it in the public we're actually maybe a kind of a part of Toronto and changing the way that we think about uh, helping people and um, and offering information you know teaching people things you know along the way gotcha so Anish tell me um, it, it, it's this is obviously something you developed over time yeah. Um, number one, I'm going to correct you. It's Anish. On Anish. It's on so the spot language and not Anish, but as a language coach, that's part of my job. Thank here. you. Annunciation. Um, so to answer your question, uh, I've been now teaching adult ESL for the last 18 years. Um, and in that time, having taught abroad and developed programs in, in Taiwan and Canada, worked for a few several private language schools here and um, I've come to the realization that most international students really have no idea how to learn a language and I'm like well uh, look in the mirror how have I learned other languages or, or Luke you know was learned other languages as an adult it could be really daunting you know when you're a kid you're surrounded you're immersed with the language but as an adult it's terrifying you know what Luke speaks Japanese I speak Mandarin and you know when I went to Taiwan I knew nothing right and if you if you have the right method and how you approach people and under have a good cultural understanding of the the people uh, behind the city, um, you'll connect with them that much more. And um, you know, now ha being able to speak several languages as an adult that I've learned, it's it's really formed into something really special that we have. And it, the great thing about our program is. Every year, we've listened to our clients, our students. Mm -hmm. What are you looking for? What would you change differently about how this program was run? And we take their feedback, and we've adjusted and changed to the point now where, you know, students really aren't asking for much else just because we built everything into this um, unique uh, experiential learning program. All right. Um, so... What is a typical day for w one of your students then? Um, a typical day would be, you know, we meet them at a location. And that location, um, 
right off the bat is something that they they had to find by asking Canadians, you know, where would I find uh, Roy Thompson Hall and uh, is it around here? What's the quickest way to get there? They have to, you know, they get Canadians to write down little directions uh, directions or make a map for them, to look it up on their phone for them, um, find out the spelling and maybe, so that's already that's happened behind the scenes uh, the day before. Then we meet on location um, and we talk a little bit about uh, just a little tidbit of history or you know why are we here at Roy Thompson Hall or you know what does CN stand for in, in CN Tower a lot of even Canadians don't even know that but it's it's a little tidbit that connects to our history um, and uh, it, they, it makes them feel that much more connected to the city then we um, we we teach that day's what we call um, core sentences and uh, we train those sentences with them, pronunciation, body language. Uh, we drop ourselves into a bit of role play where they're tapping us on the shoulder and practicing it out. And then we launch uh, into public using those sentences for the day. Then every day our students choose uh, two focus sentences, what we call focus sentences that they're gonna spend their time memorizing because it's the most useful for them. And, uh, and then they're gonna find the next location. All right. Um, so, on, honest, 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 see now you corrected me, I'm screwed, yeah, um, what is next, online, offline? Well, good question, um, the program right now, and, and how we have it set up and built is actually pretty solid, so it's more about how can we reach more people? You know, right. if we have this running well in Toronto, why can't it run well in Vancouver or Winnipeg or Regina or Halifax? You know, let you know in Canada to start off with. You know, how can we make experiential language learning? You know, how can we make OSL the new ESL? Right. Know? And how do we further get that across in the world of technology? And people are le trying to learn, you know, through apps and you know, Skype and all that, there's nothing better than just real life hands-on language coaching on the spot. So I'm hoping that uh, on the spot language can grow and eventually be all over the world and be the new standard of English language learning or language learning. So if you wanted to go to Taiwan and learn Mandarin or Japanese, we, we could have you speaking in six months. You could do it in VR and have a great time. <laughs> and, and there's something to that VR, but then when you're actually moving, you know, your blood's flowing and you're, you're, you know, you're interacting and having that eye-to-eye -eye contact with people. I don't know. There's nothing better than live, present coaching. Yeah. Yeah. So then perhaps, perhaps with VR, it's an interesting idea. I mean, you could probably do coaching, uh, especially if I could get a video, you know, if I could see your face well. And I think that with technology, I've, I've researched a little bit, you know, the HoloLens or whatever, it has really good uh, audio capture. Yes. Um, so perhaps uh, with, I'm not sure how that would map onto the, the mouth and how I'd be able to see your mouth and right. all those things. Maybe you have ideas there, but I think coaching could happen. But as Anish said, that human element, the idea of actually going into public, um, it'll just make it that much more relevant. Relevance is key. So whatever can bring and maintain relevance, I think, um, 
it's obvious and relevant to our students. It's obvious how relevant it is when we're literally on the street and they're about to do it. And we've asked them, you know, if you need to find a place, how do you do it? If you needed to get a picture right now, how would you do it? And they're like, uh, I don't know. I want to know that. And uh, yeah. Well, well, here's an idea for you. All right. I, I, I think augmented reality where the lenses Mixed are reality, clear. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is probably the way for you to go because all of a sudden you can be in their lens and you can be telling them little things and they can be reacting with with the general public yeah um i think uh, it's interesting it'll be an interesting question to see how things go in the future um anish and i really and i think that humans will never i hope we never stop loving you know the the you know one-on-one -on -one or flesh to flesh kind of interactions but uh technology always has a power to to allow us to connect to more people at greater distances so if that's something that uh that can uh, be taken there then that'd be great yeah and to that point we actually use technology in our program simply as a tool right that that aids in students learning but the core like it is is just the hands-on coaching but i'm excited to see where it goes and the benefit of being you know a, an edupreneur or a social entrepreneur here at csi is we do adapt with technology and whereas other schools haven't Yes. They're still doing what they've been doing for the last 20, 30 years. Line them up, stack them out in the classrooms, and, and teach them off a chalkboard. Yeah. And the most important, I think, difference goes back to the beginning of this conversation, which is that even if they haven't changed their curriculum, they're, they're founded upon the premise that language is something to be learned th like, like theoretically. And I always give the metaphor, if you wanted to learn how to drive a car, why would you study mechanics? You wouldn't need to study the science of an automobile to do the thing that you need to do. And uh, language is ultimately communication, and communication needs to be practical. Um, uh, most There's about 85% of all spoken language, the, the most commonly used words in English, 85% uh, of that is... Is, is something that they're definitely going to use. Um, you can teach 85% of the most commonly used words um, within a few months in almost any language. Um, so that's, that's how we approach it. That's a great way it. of looking at it. Yeah, I can see that. Um, well, thank you guys for coming out. Um, this has been great. Um, how can, if someone's interested in speaking to you more, how can they find out, find you guys? So we're all over social media. You could type in On The Spot Language at Instagram, On The Spot Language on Facebook, uh, OSL underscore Toronto on Twitter, um, or just onthespotlanguage.com. And something really exciting. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but uh, this coming weekend, November 3rd and 4th, we're actually going to be co-hosting an ESL, or we call it uh, uh, English Disruptive Conference, or Disruptive, no, sorry, Disruptive Education Conference. There we go. Sorry. Disruptive Education Conference. Yeah, it's happening November 3rd and 4th right here at CSI in the garage. So get tickets. It's going to be awesome. It's yeah. getting together other like-minded people who really want to have a disruptive impact in education. And how can we actually solve a lot of these problems and, and, and go from there? Well, we'll have to sit down and talk again and find out how that went. Perfect. Thank you, Michael, for having us. Thanks, Michael. No problem. And um, if you want to learn more about podcasting, you can go to Loudmouth Labs or contact me at saladclub at loudmouthlabs.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, 
If we all do a little, it will add up to a lot.